the spooky zone. I mean, this, I think, will actually be going up in December, so that will be on the outside of the spooky zone. Yeah, yeah, but we are in the spooky zone physically. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) Is it one of the lesser known Santa analogs? Nosferatu Claus. No, the Nosferatu Claus is where if Santa accidentally kills someone, he turns into... Because of Ampere. And Tim Allen is a fucking coward because he refused to be in that movie. <laughs> that's that's the secondary clause, which is if you go one layer deeper, his powers corrupt him and he turns into a vampire. <laughs> no, no, no. The secondary clause was the wedding clause. Oh, you're right. Where he had to have a Mrs. Clause. And then the third one was the one where... Sorry, tertiary clause. Tertiary. Yeah, thank you. That's the dog. <laughs> Uh, the, the third one was the one where, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jiminy Glick. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking uh, about. Clifford talking from about the it. film Clifford. Um, <laughs> Why are those your polls and not like Three Amigos? <laughs> I've never seen Three Amigos, Sahoni. But I, I, I do have just distinct memories of when prime time with Jiminy Glick was a thing, and uh-huh. I have I own Clifford on DVD, which I only watched one time. That's the uh, correct amount of times to watch Clifford. Because that's all you need. Because it's a very memorable memorable movie. Mm-hmm. Memorable in a good way. I mean, it's got a marine steam virgin in it. I mean, that's that's always nice. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's let's see what these goth kids get up to this week in RPG Pals Club. Game Master, I use he, him, sometimes they, them, and welcome to my nightmare. I am not American McGee. Hi, I'm uh, Gar Atkins, but most folk call me Sahoni, and I play Dodger, uh, a wolf boy of sorts who's also a cleric of sorts. Um, I, I am also not American McGee, but you know, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Echo and the Bunnymen, uh good goth favorite ah okay okay i i was like i don't believe american mcgee was a member of the band echo and the Bunnymen. no i don't think so either but honestly i know nothing about that person as a person even though i follow them on twitter oh he 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 just solely exists in my mind from the pc gamer mags that my brother had Mm -hmm. from like the late 90s early 2000s where it was like oh hey his alice in wonderland game is going to be really big and then it was really big and then like a sequel came out a decade later that nobody remembers yeah i mean it was okay (laughs) 
I do have to say is is, is there anything more kind of uh, gauche or been done than this is my edgy Alice in Wonderland though? Jen, is there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jen. <laughs> Oh no, did I say something? <laughs> no. We just got very off track. I use they them pronouns. I'm the guest. Uh and I'm playing Bell Oleander Leitner, who is a vampire hunting transient fey ghoul. And so last time we left, which would have been like two months ago, if you're listening to this as they come out. Yeah, two months ago. Uh, Dodger sent out the message across the verse. Hashtag, please don't bring back Firefly. <laughs> That's the correct answer. Uh, so Dodger sent a message to the rest of the party warning them that uh, they don't need to risk their lives. Those of you who aren't listening to this out of order for whatever reason know how that turned out and how helpful it was. Hopefully very. I, I, I haven't listened myself because uh, I, I don't know how you delivered the message and and I'm, I want to be surprised. Oh, you'll be surprised. Just as Dodger is being surprised when a, a voice rumbles over the pair of you and it says, If you do not seek to have the mists trapping you here forever... Head to Castle Ravenloft. Uh, uh, I'm gonna open one eye and then the other. Uh, is it is it anyone I recognize, <laughs> or is it just some mysterious guys wandering around? Because I I have a feeling that happens a lot in this area. It is a voice that has been cast down from the heavens. Oh, <laughs> wow! I I seem to attract a lot of voices in my head, huh? I've never gotten an invitation from the big guy. Uh, wait. You must be important. Wait, what? That's... You know who that was? I have a guess. Uh, I I really just... I need to find a way to put, like, a no trespassing sign for voices uh, coming into my head. Ugh. Mm, I, don't, I don't think they honor those here. Well, it's worth a shot, at least. But later. Uh, we've spent a l- uh, enough time uh, relaxing, I guess. You seem like a person who doesn't wish to be trapped in the mist for all time. Should we yeah. get you to a castle? Yeah. Off uh, to Castle Ravenloft, I suppose. And, like, as you, like, start heading there, the camera pans, and you are reminded that there is a giant spider shape. There is a giant spider shaped ship uh, currently attacking Castle Ravenloft. <laughs> I just. He, he wakes up. Like is still putting on his 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 cloak and all of his, his jangly bits of armor that he he's guessing he's probably gonna need, and then just looks at that and goes, "Oh yeah, forgot about that." Tell me, what day is it? Uh, like what day of the week or? Yeah, day of the week. No, th- I, this is a question out loud. <laughs> oh, what, yeah. What what day is it, Luke? Yeah, <laughs> what yeah. Day is it? Would Oleander actually keep track of that sort of thing? That's a great question. <laughs> um, I have a guess. Then that is what you believe the day to be. Normal days in this world? 
Uh, no, they have a 10-day week, so it's either the first, mm. second, third. <laughs> <laughs> Name all 10 days of the week. <laughs> Do it. What a great improv challenge. I think... <laughs> I think maybe five a day. Because <laughs> there was the drink special at. Um, yeah, it feels like a village on. But yeah. I did blackout for a while, so not yeah. totally sure on that one. Well, he like stops at that and goes, "I think our days are different." But yeah, I think it feels like a five day, mm. and he's going to. Uh, be like, well, are you coming? Of course. All right. Uh, I think kind of on the road to this castle, there's probably going to be a bit of time, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, we can either uh, cut from where you were straight to y'all getting to the castle, or if you want to just, you know, do bits for a bit. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be okay with doing a bit. Like, <laughs> I think like after just a little bit on the road, uh dodger is going to turn around and go so you told me you wanted to hear about the time that i died right oh yeah sure uh well when i was a kid uh or what well let me set this up where i live it's a big city just city as far as the eye can see and i lived on the docks of those at uh, that city where things come in and out so when a plague hit the city that was one of the places that was hit first. Mm. There was a big plague and it killed the person that looked after me. And I thought it was going to kill me too. I did kill me for a bit, uh, but, but then I met a god. Some guy named Kelmvor. I don't know if you guys have the same gods, but my magic seems to be working. So there must be some connection here. We've got... Really, all kinds. Right. Take your pick. Uh, well, Kelvor is this big, serious dude. He used to be a sword for a bit, and he was also a cat for a bit. Um, hmm. but I don't think that's that matters outside of uh, I saw those bits. Uh, he told me that it wasn't time for me to die, and he shoved me back in my body, and then I could see ghosts. Oh, you also see ghosts occasionally. We live with one. Uh, it. But point is, uh, I've been, ever since then, I guess, like, I've been so caught up in this idea that there had to be a reason that I needed to do something or be someone uh, because uh, there had to be a reason, right? Outside. And I've been jumping through so many hoops and trying so many things and trying to impress people I normally shouldn't in the attempt to try to figure out what that is that I, I think I forgot to live. I forgot to just, I forgot about the things that I already had around me. Well, death will do that to you. Yeah, I guess it will. You shouldn't beat yourself up over it. Well, it's an adjustment. Yeah. I'm, I guess I'm just getting to the adjusting part now. Living. That's not a, that's not a bad thing to work towards. Oh, given my past few months or, weeks or god it feels so long uh i've been doing a lot of uh, uh, a lot of it to make up for lost time careful viewers at home will know that it has not even been a full 10 day <laughs> it feels like it though a real five day feeling yeah uh, 
you know, five days. Am I right? You know, sorry, honey. It's five day. That's what I always say. (laughs) It's halfway through the week. The rest of it's downhill. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, big moon. (laughs) So what about you? Uh, Hmm, You know, sometimes you just have a calling, whether you like it or not yeah i understand that feeling uh i I think you're probably the second person i've ever talked to that i know can talk to ghosts or sees them how did that happen well it's i mean i'm not it's hard to really work out what came first but you know sometimes you're switched at birth and your twin goes on a goes to a different realm to find their real twin and you spend your whole life kind of trying to make up for that sounds complicated uh i i have a skill set and it seems one might as well use their skill set yeah i get that i don't have much in the way of siblings but uh i used to patch up a lot of uh other street kids when they got hurt that sounds nice i can't say i had much of a sibling myself or maybe when a sibling doesn't want to have you (laughs) or or you know yeah i have a friend i have a friend named navinia they seem to have a lot of siblings and it seems just very complicated yes family is like that Uh, i wouldn't know uh but uh, I got a sword, apparently, because of my family, and that's new and a mystery and something I'm going to have to interrogate later once we're out of here. Or, well, I'm out of here. I don't know if you want to be out of here. It'd be welcome to have you along. Mm, I don't I don't know if I'd feel out of place. I've never really thought about leaving. Uh, this is my first time out of realm. Uh, I'll just say... Not that bad. I actually kind of like the woods. Uh, it's a lot different and makes me feel like there's a, a part of me that really belongs here, I guess. Hmm. Don't worry. They get worse as you get to know them. Hmm. I think maybe this isn't really the place to pursue that uh, goal of living. Yeah. Uh, kind of getting that impression, too. Nice place to visit. Terrible place to live. Yeah, it's... It's a good place if you have more of a death wish, I think. I've had enough of those. There's lots to exercise. I've had enough of those, too. Let's let's get you home. You seem like a nice kind of person. <laughs> and so I think we transition from there to the uh, pair of you, like, walking past the... Uh, gates of Barovia and up the winding path to Castle Ravenloft and uh, both of you give me perception checks. I can do that. Eight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. What a a terrible uh, I want to kind of narrate what happened because I used the the D&D Beyond in-app roller for the first time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like 2000 eras flash uh sort of animation of a dice 
kind of <laughs> gently glitched across screen and gave me a bad roll. I'm getting out my dice. No. Uh, you do have advantage <laughs> on that, I do want to say. Oh, the, I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then let me re-roll that. See, I, I love the digital dice, but, but uh, of course I've bought enough products on here that I have so many to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> My role is a lot better because that's a 19 total. Yes, that is much better. So as you're walking, Dodger, you smell something in the air. What's that? Oh, you smell like maybe 20 or so werewolves that are just like running through the woods quickly and silently around the pair of you. Oh. Heading up towards the castle. Werewolves. More of them. I just... And then he like holds his hand to his mouth and just kind of gets down because some primal part of his brain is telling him to just kind of listen and watch. What are you doing, Oleander? Um, continuing, mm, I guess, dropping down with my friend, following his lead, getting my, um, scythe up. Yeah, big tall ears are just, like, swiveling, following them. And I, I think with that assistance, you're able to, like, see the werewolves just, like, getting pointed out, like, when there's a deer out in the woods and like someone points it out and you don't see it until they yeah. directly like guide your eyes. And Yeah. D- Dodger is like a couple steps away from just straight up hunting dog pointing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we see like they quickly pass you from where the woods end and they're just like running up sheer cliff faces and they they have definitely been incensed to attack whatever is in that big old ship i i wonder if i can do that do you want to run up the cliff or fling yourself into um danger that you will surely not survive uh, the cliff part seems pretty cool i've been through enough danger uh, well shall we get going more mm. i have a feeling that whatever's going on we don't want to get caught in the middle of it if we uh, can help it and so the pair of you make your way like the werewolves have already gotten far into the castle mm-hmm. at the top of this by the time you arrive and uh you reach the outside of castle ravenloft which like there's as you're like getting closer into it just a random bolt of uh lightning flashes in the back and there's a there is a feeling of uncertainty going on but also you you just hear a whole bunch of uh like fighting going on and the doors to the castle are open and you see what looks to be this large horrifying spider creature but it has a long sort of dragony head on its uh spider body and this is maybe like four feet tall enough to be very disconcerting and it sees you and it is going to rush out of the castle, so I am going to need y'all to both roll some initiative. Just, uh, I got eight on that one. Jesus Christ, seven. <laughs> We're not doing great. <laughs> well, hey, we'll we'll see how I roll using the uh, the D and D dice roller. Oh, yeah, you are not doing great. <laughs> oh, uh, did you remember that you have uh, advantage, Olander? Oh, I do not. Yeah. That means you get to roll twice and take the higher of the two. Excellent. 
That's 19. Uh, yeah, that is much better. So Much better. Uh, this strange interplanetary unnatural creature just comes running out, and Belle, you are up first. Right. And I still have advantage going into this? I don't know what the advantage is from. Oh, the advantage just means you roll twice and take the higher of the two. No, I, I just... It, does that continue? I don't know what gave us advantage. Oh, uh, that's an ability that you get from, I believe, your race? Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Basically, I'm trying to figure out whether I need to stealth to do sneak attack or not. <laughs> ah, no. Uh, sneak attack is... As long as I have advantage, I can deal sneak attack damage. Uh, oh, yeah. If you have advantage, you can uh, use it. Or if there's another enemy at the creature within five feet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's just go for this. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with my sickle because I don't know if this thing is, I don't know what this is made of. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? Uh, but I get to roll again, right? Cause advantage. Uh, no, you don't have advantage on the attack. You can get advantage. Okay. I don't have advantage on the attack. Uh, what did he roll? Oh, I just get advantage on perception check uh, initiative. Is that one? Mm-hmm. Okay. I see. Okay. You you can get advantage on attacks in, when certain conditions are applied. Okay. Cool. Um that well that was 5. So, I Oh, you got a total of 5. Yeah. It's uh, having a great time. Yeah, so you try and uh swing at the thing's neck with your sickle and Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, your sickle of warning is what gets you the advantage on initiative. Oh, I see. Oh, there you go. Gotcha. Yep, okay. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, so you swing at this creature and it misses. Is then the yogi's turn and it gets to make two attacks. Don't like that. Fuck me up. Certainly. Uh, it misses with both of its attacks, though. It tries to attack with one of its claws because it has these little forearms in front of it and then its bite. And you're able to sort of just... How do you dodge the attacks? I'm like water. So very good. I, I'm kind of picturing very like anime. You just take a step aside as both the attacks go where you had been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like like a wobbly cartoon. Mm-hmm. Dodger, your turn. Oh, uh, seeing this, Dodger, uh, Dodger is going to step back and trace a circle with his foot, and then stomp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and cast spiritual weapon, causing a floating spectral weapon within range uh, that uh, can attack for me. Uh, and I, it basically can stick around as long as I'm holding concentration on it, which I can only hold one concentrated spell at a time. Yep. All right. What does the weapon look like? Uh, it is, uh, considering that uh, who my... Uh, little patron is. Uh, I think it is a sort of like crystal bladed long sword of some kind. Very cool. Uh, with uh, with like a with kind of uh, a big black uh, handle of sorts, and it slides out uh, of the ground, and then I snap and point uh, at this scuttly little bastard. Roll to hit. Okay. Uh, let me see. On a bonus action of your turn, you can move the weapon up to 20 feet and it attacks creatures uh, that are within 5 feet of it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what it, am I just ro- just doing a normal roll to hit for it, I guess? 
Uh, yeah, there's a... You're just going to add seven to... Okay, cool. Your roll to hit. Perfect. Well, that is 16. That is just enough to hit. Perfect. It takes 1d8 plus 4 damage. Uh, force damage, mm-hmm. specifically. Uh, let's get out a d8. It's taking 8. Alright, so... The uh, sword slashes into the spider, and we are back up to Oleander's turn. Okay. Um, I'd love to move to a flanking position. Yeah, uh, you were able to do that. I'm going to attack this spider with my um, rapier and my short sword. Heck yeah. All right. That's 12 from the rapier and 25 from the short sword. Oh, so the... <laughs> Uh, so the 12 is going to miss the 25. Was that a nat 20? Uh, yes, it was. All right. So that means that you get to roll for damage twice. Okay. Um, so we're going to do, uh, that's seven. Mm-hmm. And then we have three. And then I've got sneak attack, flanking, blah, blah, blah. 3d6. Right. And that's another eight. So a total of 18. Where's my... Where's my list of rolls? I, I assume. Yes. I trust your math. I don't know how to pull up the list of rolls. <laughs> oh, at the uh, top right. Game log. There we go. Yep. Um, yes, that is 18. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, you just slash forward with your uh, rapier, and then you take your other blade and just cut it down the back, and it lets out a pain to scream, and it is going to turn to you. And uh, just twists its serpentine neck back. I need you to make a wisdom save. Uh, uh, Oleander. Okay. Mm-hmm. 15. That is just enough to save as it tried to charm you and fails on its attempt. Dodger. Yes. Is it my turn again? It is. Okay. Well, uh, seeing that this thing is getting damaged, he's going to uh, come back. Uh, he's going to step back and go, lend me your power. And snap, and he's going to cast Toll of the Dead on this. Hell yeah. Uh, so it needs to make a wisdom save. All right. So, uh, and the wisdom save on that is a... 15. Uh, it fails. Then it takes 2d8 necrotic damage. All right. It is taking a total of uh, 12. So you uh, describe what your action looks like. Okay, so what he does is uh, he snaps and claps, I guess, and uh, the sound of a mournful funeral bell kind of rings around this creature. Uh, And, And you see, like, the sound start to resonate on this creature, and then it explodes. Ooh. Uh, I think I overdid it there. Uh, let's move. Uh, I I kind of want to maintain the spiritual weapon if I can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, while we move through here, just because it is, uh, I do, we are in a uh infamous infamous spooky guy's castle that I uh and there's some shit going on. Uh, I want to keep armed and prepared. So, are you carefully approaching the doors of the castle? Uh, yes, I am. So as the pair of you, like, peek into the castle, you see there are easily, like, another 15 or so of these 
spidery creatures that are like scurrying up the walls and like hanging on the ceilings. They are fighting the werewolves. There's some like witches in here that are blasting at them and some of them are getting taken down. I There's a lot going on here. And there is one of these Niyogi, uh, that is what these creatures are called, wearing what looks to be a like pirate's hat with a eye patch over one of its eyes and a full-on like pirate coat that is about twice as big as any of the others and it is currently facing off with a man in a well uh trimmed coat i the vampire strad yeah i i think uh dodger is gonna see this and he's going to step back and um like put his hand to his chin he goes i have an idea listen i don't know about you but I could definitely use uh, use the favor of some uh, powerful supernatural creatures out in the world. How about you? Hmm, why not? Sounds like a plan. You want to help Strahd? <sighs> Never thought I'd say it, but why not? Yeah, something tells me, uh, just for what it's worth, that if we don't, things are going to get a lot worse here. It does appear that way, doesn't it? Well, I have an idea. Okay. So uh, we are keeping the initiative order that we had been in. So Dodger, you just went. Yes. Okay. So we are back up to the top where Strahd is and Strahd takes a moment to snap and a swarm of bats attack this uh, piratey captain. And he uh, seems to be bitten by the bats, but he's still going on very strong. Oleander, it is your turn. I'd love to try and cut a path towards this pirate spider. So uh, the pirate spider is like a few floors up. So if you want to just like acrobatics up there or carefully make your way up there, let me know how you want to approach. What's your plan? (laughs) Uh, I was going to cast Guiding Bolt on that, uh, that big pirate motherfucker. Okay. Uh... Something tells me that Strahd's a lot more capable than me, but that won't go amiss. I had hoped your plan was more than one step, but uh, it's a good it's a start. start. Yeah, I, I'm not usually the plan guy. Uh, I, in this case, I would love to uh, acrobatics my way up. <laughs> All right. Spider. Uh, then yeah, give me a acrobatics check. We're having a great day. That's a 10. A uh, total of 10? Yes. The dice are very angry, it seems. I have a plus 8 to acrobatics. Yes. yes. Oh my god. <laughs> do, do you want me to just send you some of my dice? Would that be better? <laughs> do you have to, like, pay money to D&D to, like, get good rolls? <laughs> Yeah, no. it's the good it's the good roll DLC. You gotta unlock it. So you like start to go up, but like the stairs are kind of like too busy to be able to travel up a lot, uh, or to travel with a lot of ease. What's in my way? Uh, like there's werewolves fighting Niyogi. Mm. Then back to your original plan. I'd like to cut my way up. Uh, I'll just fight the nearest Niyogi in my way. We will let you do that on your next turn. It is in the captain's turn, and he says, Arr! We got Strad White right where we want him. Open the portal! Oh, it talks. And 
like there has been a oh that makes it so much harder there has been like this beautiful uh uh stained glass window and you see from the ship behind it this uh aperture opens up and suddenly pure radiant energy starts streaming through and at first it's just causing a bit of light and then you see like the heat from this radiant energy cause the stained glass to explode and shatter and Strahd is now caught in this uh pure radiant energy which is not a good thing dodger uh okay so he opens a, a big portal right is there is there a way mm-hmm. that i can see to shut it off or anything uh it is up in the ship oh okay well, um, let's see. Okay, let's do something about this pirate guy then. Uh, I think I can. I I think I can do something about that. Uh, is he within thirty feet of me? Uh, yeah. Okay, I want to use one of my channel divinity powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to use path to the grave. I I uh, with this, my eyes are going to flash silver, and there's going to be a bit of like crackle to the air as i uh go you you have trespassed among domains to try uh, uh, to expand your own you have broken the laws of reality for trifle uh and i am uh going to uh curse them mm-hmm. so that's going to make them uh vulnerable to the next attack from you or an ally an ally uh, vulnerable to all of that damage. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to pull the gun out and have my sword take out one of these little neogies uh, that are near me if I can. So that's a basic action. Uh, you're using your sword to move and attack? Yep, basically. Just trying to keep the area around me clear. Yeah, uh, roll to hit. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, 15 plus 7? Yeah, that should be enough. Uh, 15 plus 7 is going to be a, a hit. Yeah. And then that's a d8 plus 4. They take 12 damage, because I rolled an 8 on that. Uh, yeah. So, like, one of these random Niyogi is just, like, moving by and you slash them down and it mm-hmm. crumples. Uh, it is then the Niyogi Swarm's turn. I'm just going to do some quick maths. Uh, you see that at this point, Strahd's minions are outnumbered. Uh, Strahd's minions then get to go. Okay, Strahd's minions. So I am literally just doing some massive dice rolling. Oh, they got a nat 20, which is very good. Hell yeah! Spooky. Uh, we are all for pro-Halloween town. <sighs> Even if it is sort of a hell. Yeah. And so right now, uh, like, Strahd's minions are vastly outnumbered, but seeing the uh, Strahd basically being blasted with this pure radiant energy mm-hmm. kind of shakes them. Uh, but you do notice that the werewolves are looking a lot less werewolfy. Oh. And it is Strahd's turn. And Strahd is going to try and make his way out of this beam that is mm-hmm. very weak. And he just sort of lets himself fall down to the ground, and he collapses for a moment. Oleander, it is your turn. Um. So this beam is just like emanating from a portal. Uh yeah. It's basically what if you open a gateway directly to the sun? Mm-hmm. Ah. Except it is uh positive energy. 
Ah, well, don't know how to do anything to that. Yeah, it's up there on a ship. But, uh, did remember, uh, so Oleander taps himself lightly on the head. It's like, ah, right. And, um, dissolves into a mist, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, reappears, I'd say, like, behind, behind the pirate spider, like, above on some sort of, uh, like, uh, uh, Greebling on the walls. <laughs> a greebling? Uh, like a column or some sort of molding. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, I would like to uh, teleport and then stealth if possible. Yeah, like you could get this to get up behind where the spider captain is. Yes. All right. Uh, you are successful in doing that. Uh, and Misty Step is just a bonus action, so if you want to attack this thing. Oh, excellent. Fantastic. We're going to go with the rapier. And short sword again. And I have advantage because I'm stealthed. That's an 18 from the rapier. That's going to hit. Dice are in the way of the butt. And a 21 from the short sword. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's 6 plus 8 plus 3d6. Uh, you don't get a sneak attack on him. Oh. Uh, but they are vulnerable. Oh, that is correct. Uh, yeah, so no, that actually would be uh, you are rolling double damage. Okay. But not sneak attack? Correct. Okay. Okay. So let's see what that is in total. Six plus eight plus three plus six is 23. Yeah, so you slash into the captain. He lets out a horrified, ah, as you cut into him. And you now have his attention. And he says, so you like to play sharp, do you? And uh, he pulls out his own sword and then is going to blast you with an Eldritch Blast because... He's a dick. Seems like pulling out the sword was just a flourish. Mm-hmm. How good. Uh, yes, that that is going to hit you for six damage with a Eldritch Blast from his hand. And uh, he is also going to attempt a bite attack on you. Oh, um, can I use my reaction to have that? Uh, which reaction? Um... My reaction to, I guess, the, um, yeah, I'll, I'll do my reaction to that attack. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Can I use that for, like, multiple? Uh, you can, you only have one reaction per round. Okay. Uh, through Uncanny Dodge. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you only take half damage, and his second attack, where he attempted to bite you, misses. Uh, Dodger, it is your turn. Strahd has fallen to the ground. Oleander is up at the top of the... Do I... I do not have anything to really kind of help him, I guess. I'm trying to... Uh, I guess uh, I can give him a shield, but that's about it. Um, who? this might help. I would like to get as in the middle of this fray as I can. Mm-hmm. And then I would like to cast Spirit Guardians. Ooh. And I would like to designate all of uh, uh, all of the Halloween Town homies uh, to be uh, exempt from it. Uh, everyone else is going to have to make a Wisdom save mm-hmm. or take 3d8 radiant damage. Uh, Dodger would like to kind of come in and he's going to draw another circle. And as he uh, kind of lands in, uh, I want... Uh, there to be two big, floofy, 
almost like Tibetan mastiff sort of dogs, and they each have a scythe in their mouth. What good voice. Yeah, the, the goodest voice. And they have little cloaks on. <laughs> oh. The wisdom save they have to be, I think, is like 15? Uh, that would be correct. Yep. So it is the Niyogi's turn, and I am just going to roll a bunch of these. Uh, at least two of them failed. Uh, uh, three of them failed, so I will roll damage for that just because there are multiples of them here. Is it save for half or save for no damage? Uh, half. All right, so... So basically, these dogs come out and just, like, teleport <laughs> yeah. around smacking these things. So, like, they wipe out a few more of these Niyogi that are in here, and the swarm has turned their attention onto you. Uh, those of them that can move, but they are wary of your giant, floofy murder dogs. So I'm going to roll for their general attacks, because... They cannot get through to you right now. Yeah. Also, I have my sword because it turns out that's not concentration. It just lasts for a minute. Mm -hmm. So I want to take out another one with my sword using my bonus action if I can. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, roll to hit. Yeah, I rolled a, a, a nat 19 on that. So I'm going to assume I hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, roll that damage. Uh, all right. Uh, that is seven total. Yeah, another one just falls beneath your sword. Uh, the Niyogi continue their attack, and they unfortunately get some good hits on okay. Strahd's, uh, team. So, like, the witch falls down, and there's, uh, some of the werewolves. Uh, they, the werewolves look like, because of this radiant energy, their connection to the moon is failing. Oh, no. It is close. Uh, Strahd's people still have a bit of an upper hand, but if that does not change quick, yeah, like yeah. their attacks do not land as well this time. I am, I boy, I wish I had a spell like Shroud. All right, and uh, it is Strahd's turn again. He gets himself up off the ground and seems very unhappy and looks to you and says, I am glad that you came. Do you wish for more power? Well, I'm a sucker for someone who needs help. I just, and help is what I'm here to do. He touches you and casts Polymorph on you. What do you want to turn into for a few rounds? <laughs> um, that's a good question. What is the most goth thing that you can turn into? I, 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 I do not know. Like I haven't, I haven't cracked open the, uh, the monster manual. What are, what, what are some options I got here? Well, we'll find out what you pick next week on RPG Pals Club. All right. And that's a cliffhanger. Hi, I'm Luke, your Game Master. You've been listening to RPG Pals Club at rpgpals.club. Uh, but yeah, we're available everywhere. If you enjoy this podcast, please let us know. Also, we have a Discord, we have a Twitter, leave reviews. We have a Patreon, but no one really uses that, which, you know, it's, it is fine. Uh, but yeah, we also all have some other projects. I'm personally on Twitter at Coltrek, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. And if you're looking for a new show to listen to, 
I am the producer of the new podcast, Tales from the Outlands, which is a podcast about a D&D campaign I'm in with 17 other players, plus our Dungeon Master. So it's the Dungeon Master, one of the other players, and then me as the producer, in a much more reserved personality, talking about this wild campaign we're in. And I've been Eric, a.k.a. Rhythm Bastard. You can find everything I do on my website, rhythmbastard.rocks. You can also give me money by getting my music at rhythmbastard.bandcamp.com and get my new music as I release it at patreon.com slash rhythmbastard. By the time you're listening to this, I have a game that I did music for called Retromania Wrestling, available February 26th. I'm Gina Dazer. Uh, you can find me online at Twitter, if you still use it, because it's full of interesting things every day at a dazer a-d-a-s-e-r or if you want to see some of the arts i'm working on i have patreon at gene underscore a dazer and you know just be good to each other watch some episodes of shinya shokudo the japanese version it's very good the ones on netflix are not the first three seasons so it's worth it to look it up it's just wholesome good slow experiences content it's just nice I'm Sam. You can find me on Twitter at frunding underscore loom. You can also hear me on the Established Property Playhouse as Lem. We are doing a uh, Pokemon fun time campaign with our uh, Game Master Luke and our resident uh, crocodile Madison. Hi, I've been Sahoni, uh, also known as Gar Atkins, but you can find me on Twitter at Sahoni underscore stuff. That's S-A-H-O-N-I underscore stuff, where I work as a game designer and podcaster. You can catch me on my other podcast, uh, Barking Points Memo, which is a current events comedy podcast where we like look at the news and then we yell about it, but hopefully in a funny way. You can also uh, catch up with uh, the progress of my almost completely done book, uh, Exceptionals, which is an RPG inspired by X-Men about the spaces and communities that marginalized people made for themselves. And I'm, I'm basically just in the art phase right now, so I'm doing a lot of art streams lately. Would be fun to hang out and talk with y'all. Hi, my name's Madison Rowan. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at QuipsterRecrew. Everything I do will be linked over there. You can also hear me on Luke's other podcast, the Established Property Podcast, as you heard before. I play Kaz. And you can also hear me on a podcast I do with my brother called Let's Make Something, a podcast about making stories from randomly generated words. I'm Jen Overstreet. You can listen to the Marvel RPG podcast that Luke and I made over at exiledpodcast.com. I'm sort of taking a break from Twitter, but I'm on the internet at Street Over Jen. I might post some knitting on Instagram.